What's up, guys? Welcome to the Something Awesome Podcast, episode two. Oh, oh wait, oh, three. Episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm thrown off by us doing like no time constraints. So like, yeah, some episodes might be long. Some episodes, like episode two, might be fifteen minutes ish or so, and that's it. And that's not a big deal. Like we're not a uh, we're not chasing an hour or anything yeah. crazy like that. So yeah, so these podcasts might be like two hours long or yeah. like thirty minutes, fifteen minutes, like <laughs> episode two is gonna be. By the way, um, yeah. So episode three of the Something Awesome podcast. It's kind of a a restart and a refresh. Yeah. Of something we were doing before. So if you were listening to the last podcast, right. I mentioned it was the Yo Rick podcast. We didn't know what to call it back then. We weren't. Yeah, we didn't. We were excited to get together. The pilot episodes, and, speak. And we were, yeah, we were excited to get together and podcast about something again because it had been a while. Uh, like we mentioned on that episode since we did a, a Last of Us review uh, podcast, like over Skype or over Discord or whatever. And it was two years ago. Two, yeah, two years ago. It was like June of 2020. So, um, if, yeah, we just weren't sure if it was going to be like, I don't know, one off or every once in a while. And it's not going to be... Every week. So we kind of, yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah, of that, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. kind of got it figured out. We're going to do every other week. Yeah. So we can have episodes in the can. Yes. To stay ahead of the, the right. schedule. And anything anything that we talk about that might be current. Uh, it might be old news. It, it might be old news <laughs> by the time the episode comes out. Or maybe we'll flip some things around to make it more current. Doesn't matter. We're not here to break news. We're here, again. Have fun. Yeah. Personalities. Just yeah. Talk about things we like or things we liked when we were younger and see if we still like them. This is not just uh, a retro, like, nostalgia podcast, but it's also not a review the current hot thing podcast. It's somewhere mm. in the middle. Man, unless somewhere there's something the we like that's current that, yeah. that comes out that we both want to, it's like, oh shit, uh, Clerks 3 is coming out. Right. So that's, like, as current as possible. Yeah. Can get. That's why I say it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's not cutting edge. It's not retro. We're somewhere in the middle. We're still going to find our way a little bit with it. Uh, you got your top tiers here. And yeah. then you got your nice flavor here. So so last week, <laughs> uh, well, last time we sat down and recorded and talked about the Batman Arkham games, I don't know, after it was over, Rick and I got very excited. And it was yeah. just going to be like on his podcast feed. Then we got really excited. And then we're like, well, let's think of a new name. Let's start a new deal. We'll start fresh. And then... Over the over that weekend, we came up with something name awesome. and all that. So yeah, it's the something awesome podcast, and that's what we're gonna be doing going forward. Which you'll be able to find on iTunes, Google, uh, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify. Spotify, that's the one I'm forgetting. I already uploaded the RSS feed into Player FM. So if you're an Android, Android chud like me and you use Player FM as your podcast catcher. It's in the there. RSS feed. But yeah, so with that being said... That was a long-winded intro, That was man. a really long intro. I apologize <laughs> for that. It's just but, funny. Well, we up today. Yeah, we had to get a lot of information out there right out of the gate. So they won't be as long-winded going forward, hopefully. Yeah. But nah, we be do, more concise. We do tend to be long-winded around here, around these yeah. parts. Speaking of being long-winded... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bioshock. Yeah. Um, new, some news did come out for Bioshock uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think it was Friday. Yeah, yesterday. So to clear up, today we're going to be talking about Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, the, the video games. And I will kind of give a little bit about Bioshock 2 because I played it a long time ago. Uh, Rick hasn't played that one yet. So this is mainly going to focus on 
Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. That's what we're going to be talking about today. But Rick, like you said. I kind of ran through them all. Um, I The second one, yeah. I I played the second one. I don't think I finished the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, or unless I did and I don't remember the ending. Yeah. Um, uh, because the ones that hit most to me was the first one and the recent one that I just finished playing yeah. on Twitch, Infinite. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to bring up because uh, there was like there was news about it, yeah. And I wanted to tell you about it because I want to know your opinion on it. So, and to be clear, I know that there's a Bioshock TV show or movie or it's something movie. in production. It's a movie in production or pre-production. It was announced a long time ago, but it was yeah. like no news for a long time. But I have no idea what current article or news that Rick is going to bring up right now. So it's kind of like a first time I'm hearing it. So on Twitter. Uh, Netflix announced Bioshock, a live-action feature film adaptation uh, of the renowned uh, video game franchise, will be directed by Francis Lawrence. Okay. You might be familiar with him. He directed I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Which is a good... At- which Catching we mentioned Fire before is very about the good. sequels. Yeah. We need to... We're going to have to do a Hunger Games and, one. And uh, Slumberland, which I have not I seen. haven't seen that either. But um, I loved I Am Legend, by the way. Okay, so you I like... I loved I you Am lo- Legend. Yeah, me too. I love I Am Legend. Um, we can do an episode about that, too, because there's an alternate ending that some people... I don't know if you've seen or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I'd have to watch it again to refresh, but yes, I have yeah, seen I it. I love that movie. It's so yeah. good. And uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire is a really, really well-done movie, like... Man, that's a good-ass movie. So I've only seen the first one, and I think like half of the second one. Okay. Um, yeah, catching. But I gotta watch. I gotta watch the movies. Yeah. Um, and okay, now here's the best part. Okay. The writer. Okay, the writer is Michael Green. If that doesn't sound familiar to you, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Because even to me, I was like, sounds vaguely so familiar. Yeah. He wrote Logan. Oh shit! Okay, which Very was fantastic. Cool. Which, which I a, think you loved too. Uh, it was a yeah, it was really good. It was a great like kind of catch all like old man Logan and also like end of X Men Logan stuff. Like it was really well put together yeah. amalgamation of Logan of the stories. two like movies and yeah. the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he also did uh, the the latest Blade Runner uh, twenty forty nine, which I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either. Uh, but I hear highly good things about it. I'm not a Blade Runner guy. Yeah, me neither. Uh, we've talked about this before on the other podcast. The three times I tried to watch it, I can't, I can't. It's and it's not that I don't like it. It's or yeah, it's that it's that. terrible. It's just like it's a slog to get through, and it's not a bad movie. But I'm, it's just not. It's also, for me. you don't know which one. Like at least I don't know which one to watch. Too, yeah, do I like watch? Do I watch the ten hour director's cut? Yeah. <laughs> there was like a director's cut before that director's cut, and then yeah. the three, yeah. three. I can't say that word. The cinema cut. I guess uh-huh. the original cut that came out in theaters. Theatrical. Um, there you go. Yes. I, can't, I can't talk. I can't say that word. That's all right. Um, I got you. But yeah, that movie was highly highly praised by a lot of people, yeah, especially people with really like cinematography that and uh-huh. that. Uh, and uh, American Gods, which uh, is oh, another yeah, big okay. TV show that a lot of people love. So you got some two great creative awesome. people do, uh, doing a movie well, or a franchise. If, like. if, they, if they let them do what they're good at, it's going to be shot really well. And the story is going to be really compelling because, yeah. yeah. I'm also glad it's a movie and, and it's not a show because it'll be canceled after the first season. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, 
I don't think I there are sometimes I'll say like oh a video game is better suited as a television show or maybe an animated show or a property, uh, but I don't think Bioshock would do well as a weekly quote a prestige TV show. I don't think I think a movie is the right way to go with Bioshock. I think so too. I mean the game is short. It's you can be you long. can be in like five hours and you cut out a bunch of filler and this made the and and I don't want to. So that's the thing now. Let's talk about... We're going to talk about this movie first before we get into the games. I do not want a recreation of the video game. I do not want a recreation of Bioshock 1 or Bioshock 2 or Bioshock Infinite. If you're going to make me... all in one? No. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't, just... no, I just don't want... I don't want to see the same story I just played. Oh. In any, okay. in any sense. So if they're making a Bioshock movie, I want it to be different. Tell a Bioshock story... If you want to be in Rapture, be in Rapture. That's cool. I'm all for that because that'll look fucking great on screen. But don't don't just tell me the same the same story. I already know what, that like story. Andrew Ryan. Yeah, the, everything because with with I mean, the that's last kind of the us, whole point. Of no, 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 no. That's not <laughs> the whole point. The Bioshock is a great property, and there's there are core tenets to the storytelling of those games that you can put together, and you can tell an original story and still call it Bioshock. It doesn't. You can use but same like, characters, like, uh, uh, but I don't. I don't perspective of like one of the citizens. Maybe. Or? Yeah, dude. Okay, that would be a TV show. That would be a TV about show, the yeah. splicers and the fall of Rapture. That would be fucking. That actually, would be a dope. great television but, show. And but yeah, tell a story like that. Maybe tell a story of why Andrew Ryan is trying to make fucking Rapture. Why you get that in the audio logs, but to yeah, play that yeah. out on screen in a movie and like a feature film would be awesome. I don't want the same. I don't want. I know we're gonna get fucking a man chooses a slave obeys. <laughs> would you kindly? And I know we're going to get all of that. Yes, we are. And I'm okay with that. But I just like I don't want a shot for shot remake of the cutscene stuff. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think they wouldn't do that. I don't think it's a. Like, I, I think that'd be like, like little like uh, homages to like yeah. the video game. You yeah. know, because um, like me just watching uh, Uncharted. Um, which I know it's a whole other topic, but uh, like you're, they did, you're gonna make me watch that movie. So they did a decent job at it. Yeah, and then they made those like homages to the video game that mm -hmm. was respectful to the property, right? Which I really liked. So if they kind of go about it like that with Bioshock, yeah, um, then yeah, I, I see that it's very fucking enjoyable. Yeah. I, it's a cool story to tell. But yeah, that's that's another thing too. It's such a great story. It's such a I like. A world with so much like history and lore to it that, mm. like we mentioned earlier, it could be a television show. Yeah, like through the eyes of one of the splicers or through the eyes of. When they first announced that they were going to do a Bioshock movie, or it was got batted around as a TV show at one point too, and like I was like, yeah, do the Fall of Rapture, like yeah, do it from like the fucking ribbon cutting to open from opening the opening of Rapture and people transplanting into that city. And then that first season, you talk. Tell us how it. Tell us how it became what it becomes in the video game. I would love to see a thriving Rapture on screen. That would be dope. But yeah, well, I, that kind of gets into the DLC. Yeah, territory too. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about uh, about this, uh, especially with the two, the writer and yeah. director. Um, I was curious. I'm like, is he gonna like this? Is he yeah, because like I think those those two guys like. 
again, I didn't know names, but I know what the things they've you done what after they've you done, told yeah. me. So, like, yeah. But between those two guys, like, it can, it'll be shot really well, and the story will be compelling as long as they let them tell that Do story. what they... Yeah. Let the creators be creative is what we usually yes. always said. Like, yes. Like, you pay them for a reason, let them do what they got to do. Yeah. Like Kevin Smith says that. He's like, I hire actors, <laughs> exactly. I hire yeah. actors to act. Yes, I'm a director. Yes, I'm very hands-on, but I hire them to do their fucking job. Like, that's... They understand the character. They know what they're doing. Let them do their thing. Yep. So that's really cool, man. I'm glad I didn't know that until right now. That's pretty yeah. sweet. I like that. I'm excited. Cool. Is there any timetable on production starting or anything uh, like no, that? No, or there no? was just, just like writer-director yeah. attachment? Okay. My guess probably not for like another two, maybe three years. Ugh, probably. Which kind of sucks because I want to see it right now. I don't know. <laughs> Netflix is pretty good at turning things around as far as like getting it into production getting it on post-production, getting it on the service. Yeah, like like if that's it, like uh, and maybe I missed something, you know, and by yeah. the time you see this, maybe they've already announced dates. Um, so you're yelling at us right now, saying, they already said it's going to come out this time. Yeah, this is going to come out. But, month, but <laughs> for like we're going to be like, what the hell? Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, as long as they, they yeah, do what they got to do, let them be creative, yep. we should be good. I hope they uh, get... Ken Levine is like a consultant or something. He has to be. He better be. Uh, I hope so. I know he was writing Dune at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, he was in... I think it was Dune. This is one of those... Yeah, he was involved in the writing of like some big thing for a little while and then that fizzled out. But yeah. Huh. I can't remember again. You're probably yelling at me right now. We don't fact That's check. That's what the comics, comments are for. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Um, We're here to talk and have fun. But yeah, it's really cool, man. That's awesome news. Uh, you want to get into these video games? Those video games, yeah. Let's jump into uh, Bioshock, the video game. Right. Uh, I recently played them on stream on Twitch. And you, uh, you had played Bios the first Bioshock before, yes. though. Yes, yeah. Right. I think okay. I played that, like, this I think might have been my third time playing okay. it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I went through the I went through on Twitch. I played it. Um, I forgot some stuff when playing it. Yeah, I know. Um, I was watching it. <laughs> Like, I thought it was at the end, and I'm like, oh, shit, no, this isn't the You're end. You're halfway through, I'm brother. Halfway. You're only halfway through. Yeah. You mentioned, like, Bioshock by uh, 2K. <clears throat> the 2K? Yeah, um, Irrational Studios. Irrational Studios. Yeah. I think it's Irrational. Um, I think that's what they went by. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not, sure not going to look it up. Sue me. Yeah. <laughs> People watching, leave it down below. <laughs> uh but yeah anyways uh yeah i went through it it was a lot of fun played it on a pc not on console okay uh controls were fine i didn't have any really issues you did mouse and keyboard mouse and keyboard all right. All right. All right. <laughs> and uh perfectly perfectly fine um the only time i switched to controller was when i played infinite yeah because uh, when i played infinite when i tried to play infinite on pc it was just terrible um or hard at least for me do you remember your first experience with Bioshock? Oh, yeah. Because I have a very, like, vivid memory of it. Um, it was back in the Xbox 360 days, Xbox 360, PS3. And back then, Xbox had, Microsoft had a policy that every game had to have a demo. Every game has to have a demo that's coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Bioshock had a demo on the store. And I had an Xbox 360 at the time. I downloaded it. And... The demo is the opening. It's the, the plane crash, you swimming to the lighthouse, you get into the lighthouse, you have that first encounter with the splicer that scared the shit out of me when you're in the elevator going down. And 
Um, then there's like a very, there's a couple of, it's like basically that first area where you get the wrench and you get, you get the basic, the they basically basics. teach you the mechanics yeah. of the game. Yeah. And then that's the end of the demo. But I played that demo probably 15 or 20 times. I was like, this is so cool. This wow. is so cool. And then I, uh, ended up buying the game when it came out and shortly after I got the game, uh, Red Ring of Death. I had to send a, my box, my Xbox, and a cardboard coffin to Microsoft. They sent me another one. Put my hard drive on it, turned it on, played a, a demo for Project Gotham Racing, and had my you know had the disc for for Bioshock, and was and we're like Alex was like oh hey we're gonna go grab some dinner let's go and I was like all right so I turn off the box we leave we go to dinner I come back turn it on. That box red rings. Not only does that box red ring, it fries my hard drive. So all of my saves, oh, man. everything for like two years of gaming, gone. And I'm like, okay. Sent it back to them. They sent me a new one. I said, and they said, I said, hey, I think uh, when I got the new one, I put the hard drive on. It's not recognizing it. Got customer support on the phone. For what it's worth, the Microsoft customer support. They did. Decent job. They did a great job. Like, completely fantastic. And I have another story that I'll get into later about Microsoft customer service that I think, like, I, I had always had good experiences with them when it came to customer service. So they were like, oh, okay, it's not recognizing it. Send us the hard drive and we'll see what we can do. Send them the hard drive. No correspondence whatsoever. This is the only bad part about, like, when you RMA something and you send it out to get replaced. They usually don't give you, they just take it, you get something back, and you use it. So I sent it in about a week and a half later. I get a box back with a hard drive in it, put it on. It's a blank fucking hard drive. And so I was like, hey, um, what's the deal? Why is the, the hard drive empty? Oh, yeah, the hard drive you sent us was completely corrupted and we couldn't do anything to save it because of our proprietary file system, our proprietary drive system. We can't this, we can't that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow, so like all my save, because this is before cloud saving. Before cloud Maybe saves, so I said, so all my saves are gone. Yeah, all my like I got to re-download every. Yeah, and I was like, well, okay, I'm done with Microsoft. Thank you. Hung up the phone, sold my Xbox, all my games, got rid of everything, and then I went hard in the PS3 uh, format. Yeah. So I had to wait like eight months because. It took almost an, it took it took an entire year for Bioshock to come out on PS3, because they were still working out on Real Engine Kings mm. and stuff like that. There's like like Skate, and Bioshock, uh, was like almost a, a year between releases, which was crazy. And there was all usually EA games that did that, um, but two it was a 2K game of Bioshock, which was crazy. So I had to wait. I got a P I had a PS3, or I just gotten a PS3, and I had to wait. And had to wait. Had to wait. Then I got Bioshock and I played through it and I was like, wow, this game's freaking great. I love this game. And uh, now it's one of those games that I go back to every year, every couple years, 18 months or whatever, because um, the first playthrough I had it, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did later on uh, because I, I saw the seams of the video game and it was like, oh, okay, is as open as they make it feel as far as like exploration and how you play the game 
it's it's really not it's super linear and uh it's you get into a new level you find and shut down the big daddies you harvest or save the little sisters you fucking monster uh you always save the little sisters um and then you do the fucking random tasks that the character right. on that yeah. and so it was just this loop that you i didn't feel right away in the first couple of levels then when you get to like the third and fourth levels, Does it like, get towards like the middle. Oh, it's the, it's the same, same yeah. loop. It's not as it's not as freewheeling and open as it feels, or you know, it's very linear. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to progress quickly, if you want to get Adam, if you want to be leveling up your stuff, there's definitely a formula of things to do. You find the big daddies, you take them out, you save the little sisters, you upgrade your shit, you do the tasks, you move on to the next level, yeah. and. So it's really like how you, it depends on how you play the game too, because like there's a lot of audio recordings, like if you really want to know. Oh, and I did. I went through. Want to, mm-hmm. yeah, get all the audio recordings. Yeah. You could do that and, and like, like uh, understand the entire lore. Because like you can also run through that game too without doing any of Yeah, you like, don't have to save any, the big, any of the sisters. You don't have to yeah. encounter any of the big daddies. You can, you can hide, you can stealth around them. You can do these tasks and get the fuck out. But that... That's not how I, I thought play that's not the way you play a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like you can, it's viable, it's totally doable. But yeah. yeah. Um, so the first time I played through it, after I ended up getting it on PS3, um, it was one of those things where I was like, oh man, I'm seeing the seams, but I really like the story. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna power through and do it. And then about a year later, a year and a half later, I played through it again. And knowing the formula and games had, you know, definitely evolved in that 18 months i took between playthroughs or whatever it was and and i i went into it with a less like critical eye because i had already played it and i just played it and the mechanics are so good the shooting feels great the shooting feels great the plasmids <laughs> feel great the combat like the melee combat feels so like that it's game, so personal yeah, when you play that it's, the, the... it's one of the tightest gameplay experiences out there still to this day yeah yeah, when going up against like the big daddies or or any of the splicers, like the the melee of it and like how close and personal they get to you mm-hmm. when you're fighting, like it throws you back. Oh, it throws me back. You know, I think I feel like it definitely would throw anyone back. Um, uh, and with that, like it definitely, at least to me, makes you feel very immersive in the game. And uh, I really like that about it too. Yeah. Um, me being a very story-driven person, um, tried to get all the audio, you know, tr- looked every nooks and cranny of the game to yeah. make sure I find everything that I needed to find. And because, uh, yeah, I think it like when I first played it, it definitely took me, I think, like, about 10 or 11 hours yeah. to pass because of like the in-depth of it. And then this time when I played it uh, last, like um, I did do a lot of it, but I didn't do a, much of it either. Like I think right. this time I beat it in like eight hours. Yeah. Um, I think at this point when I do end up playing it again and going through it, uh, like I did the last time I played it was, I know the lore, I know the stories, I remember yeah. the audio logs. And that's what brings you back to the game yeah. is the lore, the history, the background of Rapture, how did it happen, and uh, uh, Andrew Ryan's character and mm-hmm. uh, everything about that. Like that's what what makes this game so fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and talk about a game like. This is like 2007 when that game came out, or 2007 when that game came out, I think. Sounds right. And think about the time when we were in movies, and uh, I know it's a little bit later, but people were still chasing that M. Night Shyamalan twist shit, and 
making it feel good because uh, a lot of people feel like his later movies, the twists didn't feel good uh, as they did in the first couple of movies he did. <laughs> yeah. um, but people were still chasing that. They're like, how can we um, put that in a video game form? How can we tell stories like that? And you want to talk about a game with fucking twists and turns in the plot all over the place. That's like this game that's is game. that's all this game is, is plot twists. Spoiler alert for <laughs> very old games. For very old games. When uh, Andrew Ryan blows up the submersible with the guy's family in it. Yeah. And that's the first twist. Like, really. And then when you find out that, oh, the, this doctor is the one that's really the bad person. And then, oh, this lady's really the one that... Like, there's... Like, they you, you question who to trust, basically. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the real twist happens like it's halfway through the game when you encounter andrew ryan <laughs> halfway yeah. and he goes on that whole fucking a man chooses speech and it's it's so good man it's like uh it's it's memed all the hell uh hey ash what you playing made fun of it and did fun. and it was so good uh i just i don't know the the fun stuff that came out of this video game and its story and like it was like yeah, on Hey Ash, What You Playing, they were making a joke about it. But that's how... That's much of an impact the game yeah. made into the video game history. Yeah. Is that, like you mentioned earlier, it was a Shyamalan twist, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, not ever, no one saw that coming. Yeah. It's like a Frank Fontaine piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, like, I don't know. I think that game, like, it, to this day is... Like the king of twists and turns, uh, they got less. I think. I think. Uh, I almost, every time I'm gonna say his name, I almost call him Adam Levine. Every <laughs> game, everything Ken Levine has done since then is like less and less twisty. But I mean, Infinite is definitely less twisty. There's a lot, a lot less swerves and less here and That's there. Good. But it's more of a direct story, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think. I think he was using Bioshock, and people all say this about him all the time. I think he was using that first Bioshock as like a uh, a reel to get into Hollywood because he's always wanted to write movies, and he came, he came pretty close to being involved in some big movies at one point afterwards uh, because his writing ability was there, and the character yeah. development was there, and the world development was there. Um, but once further on, when he came back to the Bioshock franchise when they did Infinite, like that was like okay motherfuckers let me show you what i've been working on and what i can do now uh yeah. but yeah man I, I fucking bioshock to this day is just like it's iconic and yeah. it is definitely impacted and transcended you know video games and pop culture because you've got people who walk around would you would you kindly don't even know that that's from bioshock like that's how you know something's penetrated beyond yeah, yeah. its its medium is when memes are happening or People are using lines from the video game and don't even realize that it's from a video game. They just saw it somewhere, so they're using it. Like, would you kindly? And a man chooses and a slave obeys. And, like, all that stuff is... And that speech and the animation of the character of him walking around with the fucking So fucking diabolical. And, yeah. Evil shit, man. And especially, like, blind, the, the I, had, I got the uh, HD remake retro version. Yeah. Or remake of it or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, the remaster. There you go. I can't think of words. That's okay. Um, I got you. Uh, very, like, 
clear, crisp, like updated. Like I even went to YouTube to see like the the side by side comparisons. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's, you can tell like they really cleaned it up. Um. Uh, but yeah, like the whole like, uh, would you kindly stuff like, um, anytime I hear someone say that, yeah. like I kind of like. like would you eh? kindly? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> like, like Bioshock. Do you know? Do you know? Or are you just, are you just saying it because you've seen it? Like, do you know? You yeah. want to talk Bioshock? Because I want to talk Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anytime I see that or hear that, you know, phrase, it's like, all right. Um, and and it impacts me more now that I've finished the entire series. Yeah. And uh, I guess if you want to jump into like the next. Well, game, I want to or... ask you. I want to ask you real quick. Um, yeah. Plasmids in Bioshock and Bioshock One. They're called plasmids. Yeah. Um, there are so many different plasmids in the game, like right down to shooting bees at people out of your friggin' hands, which yeah. is crazy. But I always found myself sticking with the one, the first three you get electricity, I get fire, fire, and telekinesis. I didn't use any other plasmids. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I, and I leveled up my wrench. <laughs> I rocked <laughs> fucking wrench, fully powered wrench, fully powered electricity. Like I never thought about doing that. Yeah, that's way. how I did the whole game. Um, I did use the guns sometimes, but very sparingly. So, but and I do this every playthrough. I'm like, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna go hard on this different plasmid. I'm gonna go hard on the guns. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. And then eventually, I get into the game, and all I do is fucking electricity, telekinesis, and, and wrench. And like that's how I play through the game, and it's it's fucking insane. Like it's one of those things. Like I think that's the mark of good game design. I know there's all this other stuff you yeah, can use. Yeah, because they have all these other options too. But the stuff I stuck with are the first two things you get: electricity and the wrench. And then and then I use telekinesis when you have to use the telekinesis. Right. And then the fire when you have to use the fire. But other than that, there's like there's so many different plasmids that never come into play. They're all just like icing on the cake, if you will, because they're like options that you can try. There's there's legit puzzles where you need to use the telekinesis and yeah. you need to use the fire, but those are the only ones that are necessities. And so I just spend my whole time leveling those and leveling the wrench. And by the end of the game, wow. and I save all the little sisters. So by the end of the game, I have all these fucking points in Adam's store. I, I just never fucking use ever. No matter how many times I played through this game. I always say to myself, I'm going to try and use this thing instead, or I'm going to try and use this plasma instead. You gotta try I'm going to try and use this weapon instead. But then inevitably I get stuck in that cycle because it's the most satisfying zap whack. Like it's the <laughs> most satisfying true, thing in true. that video game, man. Most satisfying thing in that video game. So what, are the, different what are the ones you use? Like, what are your go-tos? So when I first played it, uh, I did save all the little sisters when I first played it. Beef. Um, we'll get there. I did use the electricity, uh, fire, and uh, telekinesis. <laughs> um, I did unlock the bees. Yeah, I did too. I just never used um, it. And uh, what were the other ones? Shit. I feel like I did unlock one of, one of the other ones. Was it the crows or was that... Yeah. Uh, no, Crows is uh, infinite. Is it infinite yeah. only? Oh, I think. Okay. I think. Again, I don't know. I don't use any other of them. <laughs> so you're asking the wrong guy, man. Put it in the comments below. What are the pla- what are your favorite plasmids? Um. But uh, but yeah, ice was the other one that I used too because yeah. we did have the ice option as well too. Uh, most of my stuff was like focused on the hacking stuff because I love the hacking. Yes. Uh, mechanics it's fucking that. it's pipe dream it's the old yeah <laughs> windows pipe dream game i love it i fucking love it um 
So I would like upgrade all my hacking shit because mm-hmm. I would hack everything that I can in my yeah. in, in my way. And I did the same thing, thinking patterns. I did the same thing when I played it again this time. Mm-hmm. I upgraded all the hacking stuff. Um, I did I didn't use bees this time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the one I relied on was telekinesis and ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire mm-hmm. when you had to use it. Yeah. You know. Uh, I feel like I did unlock them, but I just didn't store them. Right. I didn't use them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That, oh, and then as far as weapons go, like uh, gun, like uh, shotgun. I love shotguns. Yeah, shotguns are great. And we're like, gonna talk about we're gonna talk about an awesome shotgun when we get to infinite. And, and oh, and what I loved about when you upgrade your weapons is just like you can actually see them change in your hands. Like you see little pistons and stuff, like little steampunk like. Upgrades to your guns. Like, yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. That's like I love the design of this game. It's so good. Do you have any um, like I, I kind of gave a criticism about like the loop that you have to go through if you want like ma- to maximize your your upgrades. I think I felt it more this time around. Yeah. Than in the past, the <clears throat> uh, other two times that I played it. But do you have any? Um, did you have any negatives that stuck out to you over your playthroughs over the years or never, anything like that? It never bothered me. Didn't and even this time it didn't really bother me. Did much. you? I think I might have gotten frustrated. Yeah, but like uh, I don't think I would knock it. This is the other thing about it, where it's like, man, because when this game came out, it was to me other than like Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid Two and Metal Gear Solid Three, and I'm just mentioning those specifically because other than those three games, this was the one of the I won't say first, but this is one of those games where you're like. Oh man, this could be a movie. Or like, oh, oh yeah. man, this could be a this could be in a completely different entertainment medium, and it would still be amazing. And it was so cinematic, and it was so like hinged on vibe and a feel of the world and a feel of Rapture and and how dilapidated it was and falling apart, and it just made you want to know like what was this area how like this before? Happen? Yeah, and so it just felt really cinematic and immersive, but. Then you get to points in it where it's like, and this is not necessarily a negative. This was just kind of like the stark contrast of it. So you have all these great things that make it feel immersive. And then you get to points where it's like, oh yeah, this is a fucking video game ass video game, dude. (laughs) Like there's the one where you're in the theater and you have to go through all the different areas in the theater and you have to, it's the fetch quest part of the game. Right. Yeah, that, that yeah. one, okay, that this one is a was, that's right, like, I'm playing a video game. That one, <laughs> like I said, frustrating, but it didn't, it didn't really bother me. No, not at all, not at all. But again, it's not something that's a negative per se. Like I said, it's just like the contrast of what this game was as a video game and what it was as a storytelling vehicle. So then... When you get to the actual, like, and then you get to the Andrew Ryan stuff and the whole speech, and I've repeated it over and over again here, like, the man chooses, a slave obeys. Hit me. Hit me, hit me. <laughs> and all that stuff, like, that is so cinematic and so immersive. And then you actually have to fucking And you actually it. have to fucking hit Yeah. And it's a lot more gruesome <laughs> with the remake. And then you get to the final boss battle, and he's essentially just fucking Bane hooked up to a goddamn yeah. Venom machine. And it's like... Oh, that's right. This is a video game. And it's like, man, like, and again, that's not a knock or a negative thing. It was just, it was such a stark contrast between where you felt like it was going and trying to do. And I was like, oh yeah, we got to make this thing a video game still. This can't just be a cinematic experience, which I totally am fine with. But like, that was one of those things that was just very like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. This is a video game. 
Um, but yeah. like other than that, other than that, which I said is not really a negative, and then when I found what the loop was to maximize my upgrades, that those are the only things I could even say that are criticisms, if you will, of the game. Uh, because like the combat is so tight, it feels good. The, even the guns, when I do use them occasionally, they do feel they feel good and they all feel different. Yeah, but. Again, there's nothing more satisfying than zap. Poof. <laughs> nothing more satisfying. It was as it's as satisfying as the uh, crowbar from Half Life. It's that. It's it's a wrench, and it's it's just as satisfying to melee somebody with that wrench as. And if you ask people who played Half Life and Half Life Two, like that crowbar, like that melee, just it felt good. Like, and and it feels <laughs> and it feels good in this game here. You definitely feel it when you when you throw that wrench down on someone. Yeah. Um, like I said, like that's part of that and like the up closeness of how close the enemies get to you definitely give it gives it that immersive feel. And their erratic movement and how yes, how yeah, scary yeah. this game is. Like how how much yeah, of a like horror where game they it hide is. and like yeah. hearing them creepy crawling around and you like trying to figure out which way they're coming from. Like it's it's the, the weird so the weird random ghost visions you get because of your injecting oh, yourself with the right, atom yeah. and like whoo man it's it's such a good game it's such a good game i didn't play the second one um i never this finished, time around. i never finished the second one i can okay. tell you that i didn't like the first person shooter tower defense aspect of it that got really boring to me really fast so i pieced out of that one about halfway through it and i just have never gone back to try and play it again and I'm not, and I, I mentioned this when we talked about the Batman stuff on the previous. And episode. most fans say that too, like you don't really need to play the second one, but but it, it kind of gives you some it's not, context. And, and this is this is the problem I have with a lot of people that talk about Bioshock Two. Oh, it's a terrible fucking game because Irrational didn't do it. Ken Levine wasn't involved. It's right, fucking terrible. Right. And I talked about this with Batman, and I never played Origins, not because it was a different studio, but uh, Arkham Origins, not because it was a different studio. But just because there was other shit I was playing at the time that it came out, and I just didn't have time for it in my gaming life. Was it on life? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it had nothing to do with the studio. And I think that that game, I know people who have played that game and really like it. I know people who play Bioshock 2 and really like it. So me not being able to get through it has nothing to do with it being a different studio. It's the different style of combat loop. Um, because it very it is very tower defense. You don't have to do it, but you get these traps and you can set things up. And that when the spices come in, you That's can right. you can kind of yeah. hang back and wait and just get, pick off the, the scragglers. And it I might the, have to the, play. The, the, yeah, you, you should if you have access to it. You totally I should. I have all three. Um, at first, the first few times you do that, it feels really good. It's like, oh man, this is cool because it's different. Um, but then I got caught in that same loop where I was like, I don't want to fucking put down traps. I don't want to set up this turret. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to fucking hit them with my drill and beat the shit out of them. Like that, that's what I'll do. And it just, uh, and I didn't find, again, I only played through about half of it. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and give like a definitive, it's not a good game or it's, it's it just wasn't, yeah. it just wasn't for me at the time. Um, and it's definitely a game similar to uh, Arkham Origins. I want to go back and I want to play it again with a different perspective. Uh, but yeah, it just it just wasn't for me at the time, and I didn't um, didn't uh, go back to it because again, there was other games out at the time, and I just kind of it just kind of got lost in the backlog and got lost on the pile. 
but mechanically it felt good like to be the big sister to be like the big to be the big daddy in in certain cases and like to have the combat with the really fast big sister and stuff like that felt good but it just i have to go back yeah we i should go back and do it again like the weight to the movement of the character. And I do remember that. Very, like the, the yeah. very like tanky yeah. like, like like you felt like you were in the suit. Fuck! I wish, I wish they would put that out on PS5. That way you could use with the dual sense and mm. with those triggers and how you the haptics and you could feel the weight in things and woo that'd be good. <laughs> Man, that that would make that game way more uh, enjoyable. I bet. I bet if you could use those haptics that are in the new PlayStation new controller. controller. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's about all we'll talk about too, because we neither yeah. one of us finished it and it's it would be unfair to try and compare and contrast it with other game with the other games in the franchise when we haven't finished it. So I just wanted to get out there that it's not it's not a bad game, it just wasn't for me. Uh Bioshock Infinite on the other hand. Woo! Bioshock Infinite. This game. Yeah. This game is fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking good. Like, a lot of people say, like, oh, they like Infinite a lot better than the first one. I'm saying that the first one's bad. They just say they liked mm-hmm. it a lot. And I'm trying to wonder, like, how can you like... Like, the first one's really good. Like, I understand, yeah. but let me play. So I played it. Yeah. Plus the DLC. Mm-hmm. This has to be the most cohesive world and gameplay, like, I've ever experienced. Yeah. That was Ken Levine trying to bring it all together. Like, insane. Yeah. Insane. Like... Um, especially when you play the DLC, like, and when you get to that last very end part of the DLC, like returning, like spoiler, returning the doll head, yeah. you know, like the full circle it does with this game and, um, how they basically do multiple realities or universes, however you want, however they, they referred it to. Yeah. Um, fuck, what's the name? Booker. Booker DeWitt. Booker DeWitt. Voiced by, by the one and only Troy Baker. Uh, fantastic in this mm-hmm. so good uh, i i dived right into this game uh, i pl- i did try playing it a while back um uh, i ended up dropping playing it because uh i don't remember why i think it kind of let's be honest i think i lost interest of it mm-hmm. um and i was also playing it keyboard and mouse on pc before i got the remake so this wasn't the oh okay the right, remake right, right. that i currently played because i have it on, I, I got it on steam yeah um uh, this time i played it on epic because it was free on epic oh, okay uh, the entire trilogy. yeah that's cool of it so um and i played it on controller this time too yeah uh yeah the whole game i played on controller it felt so much better a lot easier to play um not not a bunch of this trying to do with the mouse and keyboard um uh but yeah the beginning of the game walking you know once you make it into the uh the baptism area yeah the baptism area and make it into columbia yeah and especially playing it in today's world feels very scary. Yeah. There's so, a like, lot of shit in there that was... That you can su- kind of compare to today. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to be a satirical look at the, exactly. the 1920s yes. and 30s America. Uh, and it ends up being a little bit fucking close to home for things going on nowadays. Whether it be, you know, racially charged or politically charged or religiously charged. Yeah, all of them. Woo! Together. Man. Like, they, they're they seeing the um, uh, Franklin and the Constitution writers and the people who discovered America as gods. Yeah. Like, they worship these people. Yeah. Um, which is insane. Like, they separated from, like, I guess, our Earth. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and and like they were supposed to be like unionized and then like separated into their own world up here in the sky called like New Columbia. And like they wanted nothing to do with it because of like the war and uh, a wounded knee, I think it yeah. was. Like just the lore of it, it like the whole story. Like, and they end up getting there and becoming everything that they were trying to fight against. Like, that yeah. was it's fucking dude, it's uh, Uncle Ben, man. Uh, great power comes yes. great responsibility. Don't, yeah. And Uncle Ben doesn't say this, but don't fuck it up. And they <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, they fucked it all up. Like, it, it's basically a very racist place to live. How about all of... We gotta talk, We can't talk about Infinite without talking about the awesome use of music. And the, Holy shit, yes. The reimagining of songs. Yeah. Massive songs. The acapella version of the Beach Boys. Yeah. Um, God only knows. God yeah. only knows. Yes. Woo! God, I got chills the first time I saw and heard that. And then when you get to one of the bars in one of the later levels, there's a record playing, and it's like a it's man. It, there's so many good like little tiny details in this game. It's oh god, it's so good. Like if you thought like the first Bioshock game was detailed, wait till you hit this game. Yeah, because there's so much there. There's you like instead of the. Um, Tapes that you find, you go through those, uh, what are they called? I always forget the name of these things, but they're like, I, I don't remember the name of it. I'll put it right here because I really want to remember the name. Um, but yeah, you look through these things and like it tells you a brief oh, yeah. history uh-huh. of of, uh, of the area and uh, uh, the history of the world or of, of this, that's Columbia. Yeah. Uh, and then you find all those, which is basically like the tapes that kind of unlock and yeah. give they're you the more story. There you go. Yeah. Yes, uh, I tell you the story of uh, uh, of the city and what you're going through and what you're finding and the founders and all that stuff and the founders. <laughs> yes, um, and the enemies in the in this game, you get this like George Washington freaking tank looking guy yeah. with two like um, what do you call those guns like that just Gatling go, guns Gatling guns yeah, yeah. yeah mini gun Gatling yeah. whatever you want to call them and fucking flamethrower dudes and like ugh. the combat is really stepped up in this game. The bosses are so totally out there. That's where the crows come in. That's where yeah, all that other yeah. stuff comes in. And um, I call them vigors yeah. in this game. Vigors. Um, this was one that, unlike the first Bioshock with the plasmids, where it was kind of like, here's a shitload of them, but you really only need these three. This one was, you're probably going to need to use all of these, especially these combat-centric ones, like the charging one and all that. And I got um, so into this game, I started looking on um, eBay and Etsy and all these other sites because I want those jars. I want replicas of those jars, dude. I've seen them on Etsy. I want them so bad, dude. (laughs) They're so cool looking. And man, they'd just be so cool to have replicas of those jars of the the Vigors. Yeah. And the fucking Skyhook and... Yeah, that's that guy who, like I mentioned earlier. Not only is it a means of traversal, like from pl- uh, you know plane to plane, but it's also like it's a weapon, and you fucking shove it into people's faces, and it spins, and, and like you watch their face just, just explode. It's or have their head just completely chopped yeah, completely it's, off. Woo, man, it's very gruesome. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not immersive. It's very um, graphic, visceral. It's visceral. very visceral. Uh, like yeah, when you when you use that as a melee attack and it spins and their head explodes you're like oh my god like and again i really feel like 
I know they put out the remasters on PS4. I really feel like 2K uh, needs to get a team together. And you don't have to remaster them. Again, you don't have to do that. Just figure out how to get the haptics from PlayStation 5 controller to work in that. Could you imagine that? Like I said it about Bioshock 1. If I remember correctly, my controller was vibrating. Yes, but it doesn't have the same... Um, you talking about you're talking about like the new yeah controller. the new oh, controller okay. it doesn't have the same nuance of the haptics that are in you know a dual sense controller with the the triggers that can like put more tension on things and like the subtlety oh, of the rumble yes. and stuff like okay. that and yeah it's it's very very cool but I think it would be even better if that was involved <laughs> like woof I remember going to um, E3 one year and. They had like this controller for first person shooters on PC that was a big sphere, essentially. And it had a uh, like an X and a Y axis and it had, you had like a gun grip or it had like a bunch of different things you could put on it, depending on the game you were playing. And you'd move it around this ball and it felt like it was like first use of like actual haptic feedback and things and they would have to recode things and you pull the trigger on the gun and it would vibrate and shake like for recoil oh and cool, cool it, okay. it was really cool and like when the dual sense came out i was like oh man it's like this big ass thing i saw at e3 in 2004 one year but in now in a controller, in the controller <laughs> instead of having to have this 30 pound thing with all these different gyros and uh and everything in it. So it's all in the controller huh. now. And it'd be really cool to play a game like Bioshock using the haptics of the DualSense controller. And, or Bioshock Infinite. Or shit, man. Even Bioshock 2 when you fucking put that drill into somebody. You Woo! feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. How did you feel about the choices and stuff that you get to make in this game? Like, the first one you really make is to either throw the baseball at the couple on stage or not to. Like... Speaking of that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the choices that you make when, when you get to that uh, Columbia yeah. part. Um, and they also tell you to watch out for the guy with the marked hand. Yeah. Um, which is you. Which is me. <laughs> um, so the first time I played it, uh, I don't think I threw it uh-huh. at the people. Right. Um, I went to throw it at the other guy. Uh-huh. The guy on stage. Yeah. Um, and I think it did hit him. I remember correctly. Well, I, the way I remember it, and again, it could be wrong, is when you go to throw it, you get stopped. because and they grab So what happens, okay, then it did happen on yeah. both sides. Okay, because this time, I decided to throw it, and I feel like a piece of shit at the people. You also murdered every little sister, you <laughs> son I'm of a bitch. i it differently. I don't care. <laughs> Never. Come on, you fucking Because I want to see if there's like another troll, like another kind of cut screen you or cut anything scene like or that. a difference to the story yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm a story person. I want to yeah. see the uh, difference. All right, all right. So I decided to throw it at the person, but this, I guess the same thing happens. The same thing happens. Yeah. yeah. It's um, just and then I kind of thought maybe on. it might like come back later on. But it didn't. So. It does if you don't throw it at them. You see them later. And they thank you for oh, not okay. throwing it and helping them. Yeah. Okay. They become characters later on that you do run into. Okay. Um, but yeah. You want to talk... We talked about shotguns and for, for the first Bioshock. You want to talk about a shotgun that feels good. A shotgun in Bioshock Infinite. You upgrade it. You, mm, man. Oh, yeah. I played that, that game... That was the one I used the most. I played that game, game all, all... Again... I played that all shotgun. I, used, I tried to use other weapons. 
Just didn't work for me. I can't remember what I used. Like, I definitely used a shotgun a lot more, and I think I also used... I used a machine gun for a big part of it, but then I ended up switching over to the... Uh, what was it called? Uh, it's like a rifle, yeah. I guess. Re- um, they call it a repeater in that, maybe? I think it might be like something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, I ended up uh, using that quite a bit, too. Okay. Um, and then I barely even use a sniper. Yeah. Unless I had to. I, I, no, I found a way to use the shotgun for everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I, again, like I said earlier, this game definitely incentivized you using all your vigors. Uh, yeah, you really had to use. You didn't get stuck just using one. Yeah. You really had to use everything at your disposal to get through this game. Yeah. Um, which, uh, I loved a lot. Like, uh, unlike the first game, like you, you had to rely on most of the vigors on this yeah. uh, i did like i did like their suit upgrade uh idea where you know different hats give you like different like um, mm-hmm. abilities Perks and, and stuff all that, that. Yeah. yeah um i thought that was interesting i don't really feel like it did much except for the vest that kind of like electrocuted them back or mm-hmm. pushed them back yeah i feel like that's the only one that really made a difference to me right i think I think it was definitely a more focused game when it came to the combat system and the vigors and yeah, they had a good idea with the loot ish, the loot system for the for the costumes. Yeah. But I never, I never used any of those. Yeah. I think what would have been nice is if we actually got to see the like when you were going through picking it out, like you actually got to see Booker wearing it. Yeah. But I guess that like they they're hiding his face for the, the reason of the game as well too so right that kind of makes sense as well too yeah now that i think about it never mind how did um, you feel about the time jump stuff and the dimensional stu- jumps and with that one point when you get to uh new york new york oh uh, it's yeah, burning yeah, yeah. down and I and mean, you get like transported to the eighties, yeah. you know, or like uh, uh, I don't know if Elizabeth opens the window or if she, or if it just opens in front of her. Yeah. Where uh, you see New York, and then you start hearing yeah, um, everybody wants to rule the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought, oh, oh, great song. Okay. I, yeah, I great that. song, especially for this game. Perfect use. When you're hearing like Beach Boys, and then it jumps to like eighties. Yeah. Like, God, I love this game so fucking much. Like, I'm surprised how much I love this game. I played it about a year ago. That was the last time I played it. I played it on Switch about a year ago. I'm stupid. I own it on PS4. I bought the remasters on PS4, the re-releases on PS4. And then the, the they were on sale on Switch. They had a collection, which was one and two and infinite, or maybe it was just one and infinite. Either way, uh, but there was the collection was on sale for like $30, but each game individually was like $4.99. And I was like, oh, shit. I was really playing a lot of Switch at the time, so I was like, oh, I'm going to get Infinite on my Switch, and I'll play my Infinite on, on my Switch. That'll be fun. But I do have the remastered collection on PS4, so I could just download it there and play it again. Dude, even just talking about it right now, Makes I want to go back and play it. I want to play Infinite play it again. again. Yeah. I might play it again. Even when I finish the game, like, I think in a week or two, I might come back to this game. <laughs> yeah. Just because like, I want to understand it. Because I, I did have trouble with it a bit. Because there's so much history and there's so much lore to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get to the... Uh, I'm jumping ahead of here, I guess. When you get towards the ending and you're doing all the different time jumps or different um, universe jumps, the yeah. multiverse jumps, whatever you want to call it. Like, that did confuse me. Especially when I did get to the end. Which, I don't know if I want to continue here or you want me to stop. No, we can keep going. Let's okay. Keep, keep, um, it, keep it flowy, dude. Yeah, I'm kind of on a roll here. Um, when you do get to the end uh, where you see all the different Elizabeths and um, you have to... Like, you find out, like, he's basically... Um, he's Comstock. There you go. Yeah. He's Comstock. Um, 
uh, just for, uh, from a different decision he made in a different universe. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then when you get to that part, you know, like, like, what name are you going to choose, Book or Comstock? And then, you know, he just says both, and then he gets dumped and drowned. Like, and then the game basically ends with the, you know, them disappearing, and then one kind of lingering there before it cuts to black. Like, I was kind of confused. Like, I thought, like, wait, he's both? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't under- really understand too much about the jump. So I did have to go to YouTube and kind of try to find, like, uh, kind of like a breakdown of it to kind of understand it more, which I think I understood. Like, my brain understood it, but processing it was, right. like, because I just finished the game, was a, a bit of a challenge. So the way I took it, um, and I haven't looked up any of that stuff, so maybe you can tell me if I'm in the ballpark or not. The way I took it was um, in in this world, in this universe, you are not only the antagonist, you're also the protagonist. Yes. Right? They go out of their way to make it seem like, and I really like this misdirection. You know, We're talking about like twist, plot, plot twists. Yeah. Um, and there, this game has its share of them. Mm. But I think the biggest twist in the game is that they make it seem like Elizabeth is going to be the savior of, of Columbia. Like, they make it seem like she is the one that needs to fix all this shit. She's got to get out. Almost like, um, it also has a Pleasantville vibe to it. Like, you have to get her out of this shelter. And you have to get her to experience these new things. And you have to get, because, like, yeah. there's points where she cuts her hair. And then she changes her clothes and, yeah. and is definitely, uh, she's dressing a little bit more provocative later on in the game. And she cuts her hair and she's becoming a different person because she's, she's becoming, ex- I think, her mom, if she, I remember correctly. Right, but she's experiencing these things and it's changing her personality. And it's it makes her want to change mm-hmm. her personality. So, like, but at the end, when you get to that point where you realize, Oh shit! Booker is Booker. Do it is Comstock. It's just a different version of him, and you basically choose at the end of the game. The character chooses to die and not be reborn because if he is, then all this chaos continues. And the only way to close the loop, close the loop, and save all these different dimensions that are all fucked up. Is just for him to be gone and to go away. That's the way I took it. Yes, um, that's kind of basically what they said too. Like they had to close the loop somehow, and the only way they can close the loop is by killing him. But at the same time, the loop can't be closed because it's a constant in the timeline. Right. So uh, even though he's dead, not here, only by killing him, by him choosing. Well, yeah, choosing. a man chooses a slave. Always. <laughs> right back to the first one. <laughs> Um, yeah, basically that. So, like, you can't stop... I hope that didn't peak too hard. I leaned back. You're you're, you're good. good. (laughs) Um, with that, that, yes. Like, he did stop the loop, but because it's a constant and a timeline, it it basically can't be stopped. It's basically... Uh, oh, man, I just... Like, I had it in my head and I forgot it. It's the Matrix. Yeah. It's the Matrix. There you go, yeah. You can't ever... Like, there's gonna be another one. Yeah. There's gonna be another one, which is kind of where the DLC comes in. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, too. So um, I haven't played the DLC since the original oh, okay. releasing of it. So I don't remember a lot of it. So this is where uh, this is probably the longest I'm quiet, which doesn't usually happen in this <laughs> podcast or previous podcast. I am going to fucking submit the floor to you, my sir. <laughs> and you have to. So the, the DLC. Remind me of this shit because I haven't played it in like 10 so, years. Yeah. That, so the DLC is out. in two two parts. Yeah. Part one and part two. 
Uh, part one, you're you're basically a booker. Um, Spoilers for an old ass game. Yes. Uh, uh, going through Bioshock New Year from the first one. From Rapture, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're seeing Rapture at its, you know, top I remember, tier I remember that uh, yes. moment. You hear swing dancing. You hear people had drinking and having a good time and all that good stuff. And you run into Elizabeth, and Elizabeth basically guides you. Like you, you run into the little sisters. You see a group of little sisters, and then you kind of notice that uh, as you're playing the game, Duet knows more than he thinks he knows about the city mm-hmm. than Elizabeth. Which kind of makes you think, what's uh, going on with what if he's knowing more? So you basically again gather these yeah, things yeah, together yeah. to make to to, to uh, find um, his daughter. You basically get to a point in the game where the mechanic is like the daughter is basically feels is a little sister crawling through the vents, and you get to the part where you have to start shutting these vents in order to pull her out because he wants his daughter. He wants to go back, mm-hmm. you know, and live his life with his daughter. So you shut these different vents. You get, you finally try to bring down his daughter and then uh, she gets angry. She's like, no, no, leave me alone. And then she says the words, Mr. Bubbles. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and then, kapow, he gets stabbed by a drill uh, by one of the uh, uh, big I need, I need to go back and play this DLC again. Uh, and then we think, okay, so is he dead? And then, you know, that's kind of where part one ends. Part two begins. And in part two is where the next twist happens is where you find out that uh, you end up playing as Elizabeth mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. Uh, you do end up finding out that uh, DeWitt is Comstock, basically. Same thing, you know, he's yeah. the same person. Elizabeth was working actually against him. Uh, so then you play as Elizabeth, which I love the gameplay with Elizabeth because uh, with her it's all stealth. I, I don't remember any of this Elizabeth stuff. It I, was, need, I need to play this. It was all again. fucking Metal Gear Solid stealth oh. shit. So you would absolutely love it. Uh, you have to sneak around. Um, you, like Even like every move you make, they'll be watching you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any puddle you step in, it's going to make a noise. Oh. Any, uh, oh, yeah, cool. Um, and I kind of think of also like um, you do end up getting like vigors as well too. Um, I think you really only get like two or three. Mm-hmm. You find one of them so, uh, Last of Us, first one, you know how Joel kind of leans up against the wall and you kind of hear and then you see like the gray, like radar type of thing. Mm-hmm. She gets a vigor like that. Oh, cool. Uh, funny enough, she gets that vigor like that from uh, the adult peep show shop because <laughs> that's one of the vigors they're specialized for, fucking perverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she gets that and that's kind of like how you, what you use to kind of uh, basically maze your way through the game. I I have I have a I had a little bit of recollection. Of I don't want to even continue. Yeah. if you don't I had, remember. I had it like so, like when you described the first one, I was like, oh yeah yeah, yeah I remember that I remember that, and then oh yeah that's right with Big Daddy at the end in the drill. But I don't remember any of this shit from the second DLC, and I I did play it. I did play it. Think of uh I think it was the second Metal Gear or even the third Metal yeah, Gear yeah. where they have the tranquilizer gun. That's what you have. You have a bow uh, crossbow tranquilizer. To take down the displacers. I'm going to go home and download this um, and play it now. On. See, I, I don't feel like I should continue because okay, I don't want to yeah, ruin anything. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. really so I, I, really, I don't remember any of it. Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah. Um, I wonder why I blocked it out like that. That's crazy. Normally, I don't. I have a pretty good memory, as you know. Like, um, that's funny. 
So That's okay, so, so this is gonna be non-spoiler this last part, but okay. uh, just to continue it because I don't want to ruin it for you then. Um, so uh, the gameplay is awesome. Like I love that part of this game or DLC, whatever you want to call it. You do get the sky hook still in this one too. Mm -hmm. You do jump between different times in order to like gather certain items as well. Uh, uh, one of like uh, you can't. Uh, I guess kind of the thing you didn't like is where you can't continue to the next part until you get this figure. You have to go do this mission thing to get this figure uh, in order to continue. So that's kind of yeah, how it is. That's fine. I don't mind. Um, that's fine. But yeah, the payoff is so fucking good. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, don't tell me anymore then because I want to go uh, play The it. gameplay of it, the feel of it is good. Uh, there's many different ways or styles you can play it with her. Like if you want to, like I don't recommend it, but if you want to go like fast and... Guns quick like ellie like like you can uh but yeah this one uh the second one was took me a little bit longer to, to okay. pass uh, but i did play both dlcs in one sitting i think it took me like eight hours oh shit okay uh and I, it was an eight hour stream nice. um yeah, it should still be up on my twitch you if you want to watch it yeah those couple of weeks like i was hitting it hard yeah you were yeah um yeah like the way uh it ends like fucking full circle, cherry on top to this masterful story that Kevin Ken Ken, Ken, Levine, Ken Levine made. Um, I, I I would love to talk to this guy because his yeah. he made an entire fucking world. Yeah. Um, and not enough writers get credit for that. He seems very um, out there from the things I've. From just interviews I had seen before, and then uh, Colin Moriarty, who used to be kind of funny, uh, he like he's friendly with with Ken Levine, but he's like, yeah, it's like he's an out there dude. Like it's really cool. He's just an out there dude. He's and, always and you, thinking you out of the box. You see it in this, yeah. like in this game. Yeah, I, I so yeah, I guess I can go any further, but like the style, the the acting, the the, the graphics. I did play the remastered as I mentioned before. Like fucking superb. Like we're talking like we what we like to do, me and you at least, mm -hmm. is make lists and shit like that. Yeah. Like Bioshock will definitely be in my top five video games for all like, time. Of like stories of all uh, time. one or infinite. Infinite? Or them as all like No no, I mean like as, as a whole. whole like, oh okay, the story like as a whole. Silent Hill, Metal Gear, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever okay. other games like Very cool, very cool. Like it's Uncharted, definitely yeah, Uncharted. Us, yes. Yeah. Like it's in my top five if you want it so called top five that's cool man. because the way the story just wraps up in the dlc full circle bow on top like i couldn't stop talking about it to my friends yeah. for so long because i was just so fucking happy and excited i mean speaking of list we're at that part now as good and impactful and innovative and groundbreaking as the first bioshock is infinite is far infinite. superior in Every way, shape, or form. And that's not saying Bioshock 1 is bad. And that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, everyone tells you Bioshock or Infinite is the best one. Bioshock's going to be like, I don't know. Like, I played some of it. You know, like, granted, I didn't give it a fair chance. Yeah. You know, and when I was telling this to anybody who was talking, you know, talking to about it, like, like I don't understand how Bioshock 1 can be better than, than Infinite. Like, yeah. I kept saying, like, how? Like, how? Like, I know why now. Yeah. Like, fucking. It's. Uh, and and infinite makes one a better game it does yeah yeah that's why it's kind of hard to pick between the two yeah honestly because of how much both games like 
uh, work together. But if I, if I'm going on strictly on an experience, gameplay experience like scale, I'm saying infinite. Infinite is far superior. I, I, I can't believe I'm way. saying this, but I'm saying infinite. They made all of the vigors mean something. They made you use all of the vigors and it, organically, and not like, well, now you have to do it to solve this puzzle. Like we talked about in in the first Bioshock. There are literal puzzles that you, oh, I need the telekinesis so I can catch this bombs from this guy that's throwing him from the balcony and I got to throw him back. That's a puzzle that you have to use telekinesis for. There's no other way around that area. There's puzzles later in the game where you have to burn down big blocks of ice that are blocking off areas in the game. Um, and there's no other place where that's a necessity, but you have to use it here and you can't progress unless you do that in... And that's fine because that is that and was some of that is in the DLC, and that's the way they tell the story in that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Infinite found a way to make all of that stuff work together, but matter and and in a way that the first game didn't. Yeah. The first game was very fun and very cool. Had some really cool novel things in it. Again, very impactful, very groundbreaking. It did stuff for story. It was groundbreaking for storytelling. It was groundbreaking for um, character design. And not everything has to be photorealistic. We can have a art style to our graphics and have it look fucking gorgeous. And Infinite takes that art style and even cartoon makes it a little more cartoony. Like uh, Elizabeth looks like a Disney princess later in the like. She's, yeah, she does. She's fucking Cinderella. She's Sleeping Saving Beauty. from the she's castle. Snow White. Like, she is a Disney princess. This is what, you know, like, they always say, like, oh, I want a movie like blah, 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 but dark and gritty. Like, this is using all the brightness and color and music and character uh, defining traits that a Disney movie does. But it's darker. Yeah. And not in, in tone. Like, it is a dark game in tone. But it's... The story, it, not, like, literally. Right. But it looks yeah. like a Disney movie as you play it out. Yeah. And I think that's what gives it the creep factor, too. Is that it's so bright and, and looks so happy, but it's so fucking sinister. Yeah. Um, especially the back, you know, the backstory of Columbia. Like, it's a, so fucking evil and sinister. <laughs> but... They, they make a, it look. They do a lot of cool tricks that the old hand-drawn uh, Disney movies used to do too. Like when you're out front in the main square, everything's bright and colorful and gorgeous and pretty. And then when you start going down alleys, it gets darker and not as pretty. And that's where some of the yeah. the the undesirable people of undesirable doing quotes undesirable people of the city are in the alleys, and they're they're yeah. a little meaner. They're a little darker. They're a little you know, more downtrodden. But when you're out in the front, when you're out on Disney Main Street, everything looks fucking beautiful and gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, I, these are I, the tunnels underneath Disney. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this game for that. Is it to me? It is like, um, it's it's not like the dark nighting of a Disney movie like they try to do nowadays, where they make let's make Maleficent, but we'll just make we'll make we'll make a movie about the villain and it'll be dark. That's like no, this is a very bright inviting colorful world that's very sinister like you said very yes. sinister yes yeah and the brightness just makes it even more and then when columbia starts to fall apart yeah it, it makes it that you have contrast to start, that stark uh, contrast man yeah you meet i don't remember her name but you meet someone 
and you basically have to uh, find weapons to uh, for this militia of mm-hmm. people to take down Colombia. Uh, working with like Elizabeth wants to go to Paris, mm-hmm. you know, she's like she wants to leave Colombia, but uh, you get pulled into the sidetrack of doing that, and um, yeah, uh, trying to find these weapons, and then you go find through the like. Now I'm just explaining the game, but yeah, yeah. it's like just like the the way that progresses and moves, like yeah. it's it's so fucking amazing. Yeah, it's so good, man. I love that game. <laughs> I'm gonna it's, play this game. Again. It's one of it's one of the best games ever made. It's you can say that about a lot of games. You can say that about. And a lot I know of games. I say that there's a lot. About there's a lot of The games, Last of Us. There's Metal Gear. Silent Hill. There's a lot. This one is this one's on that list of all time greats, dude. Like it's it's so good. Infinite is so. good. I think it's because like all of this is just, again my opinion. I think it's because of how much. Um, and I'm not like I always like I know I'm like holding back and backtracking here, but it's not a like. Uh, 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 like I'm not like I'm trashing the other properties that I do love, but like this is such a meticulous, cohesive world. Uh, that's both video game, movie, and book like rolled into one. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it, it is a. This is an old. <laughs> this is an old term, man. That fucking a lot of people that aren't in their forties won't know, but it is a multimedia experience, man. Like yeah. Yeah, everything about it is so tightly designed and well put together. I do not, I can't say any more good yeah, things. Yeah, there's, there's really like, nothing else. And there's, there's um, zero negative. I guess the one, like, again, like I said about some of the Arkham games, like I said about um, Bioshock earlier, if I'm going to be nitpicky, yeah, there's a couple of um things that drag out too long the boss fight in the graveyard is a little bit frustrating that was frustrating but, but okay it's fine it's fine, fine yeah <laughs> but it wasn't like throw my control out the window uninstall the game kind of frustrating it was just like oh i just you just get done doing a whole lot of exploration and now you have to deal with this like specter ghost and boss battle deal and it's it's just a lot especially when you come right out of the exploration mode yeah. So to speak. You know what I mean? But that's it. Like, again, that's nitpicky. That is yeah. fucking nitpicky. I can't... I, there's nothing else I can say even remotely negative about this game. Remotely negative. Yeah, same. Five fucking stars. Five stars. Uh, ten out of ten would recommend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, we don't do reviews here, Rick. No, Come on. No, we're just talking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. I guess that's infinite, dude. Like... Dude, play that deal soon, man. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to, because yeah, I remember some of the first one when you were explaining it, but I literally have no recollection of the second one, and I know I played it. I just yeah. don't have any. Those two are those two DLCs. It's basically another game. Yeah, it's basically part four, if you want to yeah. say. Cool, man. I guess that'll that'll do it. This huh? is gonna do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So there's our Bioshock episode. Yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> if you haven't played it, go fucking play it. Yeah, it's such a great game. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to catch up with us, uh, all the links are below, mm-hmm. um, as well as the person who provided our music. Yeah, it's a Stoke Co. Comedy, uh, Crow with a K, Comedy with a K. Royalty free stuff. His Go name is yeah. His name is Nigel. He's a super awesome dude, and he streams on Twitch. Uh, Stoke Co. Crow Comedy. That's also. Uh, probably put that into in the yeah. link as well. And he just he got tired of. I don't think he was getting like copyright strikes or anything like that. But he got tired of having to try and find royalty-free music to use on his streams. Dude, I'm an editor. I fucking know so, how hard it is. <laughs> so he made his own. 
That's, and, a, that's awesome. I wish he, I could do that. He put it up. He's a musician. He plays bass. He can play drums. He plays guitar. He's actually in a fucking uh, death metal band called Active Destruction. They're pretty dope. Let's check them out. See, we'll find a link and put it in there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to end every episode by giving Nigel a major shout out because he is somebody that had a problem, solved the problem, put it on Bandcamp, and in on his Bandcamp says, you don't have to give me any money. You can use this for free. Just give me credit uh wherever you use it um and that's being supported but of course we're gonna artists, give, yeah we gotta like, support creatives we're gonna give them money we gave them money but yeah we're also gonna put the links in the description here uh on youtube and where uh, wherever we can wherever it's posted you'll there'll be, be a, a link and uh yeah man that is for a shout out every yeah, time yeah and as for us uh we mentioned in the beginning youtube uh youtube apple spotify all those stuff you can find us on uh, uh there as well so with that being said, thanks for joining us. Thanks for leaving those comments because we will read them. Um, and uh, that's going to be it for... Yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Something awesome. <laughs>